Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston and Wayne Shepard tackle the topic of your kids, the internet, and pornography. Let's listen in. Listen to this email that comes to us from a parent who says, my son is addicted to pornography and has been in counseling. However, he's doing nothing to change his behaviors. I've realized that I am the one who has been trying to get him to change. He will admit that he has a problem, but does not appear interested enough to try to work on a change. You know, and that is an email that I would promise you that there are hundreds of thousands of other people that feel exactly the same way about finding their son on the Internet, looking at things because of the availability of that, looking at things and and longing to, to go to places they would have never thought they would have found their kids. And so the first tendency is, I'm going to shame my child, I'm going to make them feel guilty, and I'm going to make them pay for what they're doing because it's wrong. That's the wrong it's, approach. It's sin, and it is the wrong approach because I would tell you, if because if it was the right approach— it wouldn't be happening, and it continues to happen. So so I'm not saying that, that it's not sin, and I'm not saying that it's not wrong, and I'm not saying that it's, that it's appropriate. I am saying the counter to each one of those. But I'm saying the way that we approach a child now is different from perhaps the way we would have been approached 20 years ago. Mark, as we talk about this issue today, obviously it affects our young men, our teenage oh, boys. Oh, there's no doubt. What about there's girls? No doubt. I think it affects them as well, but perhaps in a little bit different way. I mean, what we see with the guys is that it, it is making something available to them that was not available to us growing up. Now, I know when I was growing up in junior high and high school, you know, that that I wanted to see things. I mean, I was at that age that I wanted to see things. It was, it was something that I was wired for. It was something that was supposed to be. And I am thankful that each young man has that longing and desire in his heart that God has placed there. Mm-hmm. But please hear me. I am not saying that just because you have the desire or the longing that it justifies any appropriate it is wrong. And and back then, in those days, the social structure, the mores, the principles that were all around us, the churches, the families, the mom and dads, everything, TV guarded me against my sin that I would have moved toward had I not been controlled in some way. Well, today, all those barriers are gone there's for no the most part. There's no shame, seemingly. There isn't. you know, And so there's an aspect of it that because they're gone, it is so available to kids that they can pick up an iPhone or a, a BlackBerry or their cell phone or get on the Internet anywhere and see anything that they want. The point that I want to make more than anything else is that mom and dad, you need to understand that it is a normal desire for a child to look at pornography. Now, please don't take that as... As, as me saying that it's appropriate. Yeah, there's no license there. I, I, I'm not saying that at all. But because I know that they will move in that direction, then I have to put boundaries around these young men to keep them from that and help build some internal controls in the absence of external controls that have been there in the past for you and me as we grew up. Do we even know the problem that it has been sown by this? You know, I don't think we've seen that yet. I think it's taken us all 
all by surprise. I doubt that there are many men in this country that haven't looked at porn of some sort. Either it has come through emails or it's come through magazines. It's come through different ways that we're kind of shocked in one sense that we go, the world is changing and it is different. And those images are there forever. They really are. They get burned and seared onto your mind in a way and and, and they're there. And the images even on the internet of kids that, that, that shoot pictures out of themselves and place them everywhere, they are everywhere now. Yeah, and you're not going to get them. send them to each other on their cell phones. That's right. And you're not going to get them back off the internet as well. And so, so, parents, let me tell you this. If you have a son that is on the computer at home and does not have filters that are blocking out a lot of this stuff, a lot of this garbage, uh, that's a good name for it, that is coming across the internet, then he's already looked at things that are inappropriate. Whether it has been intentional or unintentional, it's been there. And so I want you to just know that that is what is happening. It's You don't have to guess whether it has happened or not. But you don't know my son. I mean, my son... He's in the youth group. He's a leader at church. Uh, he does well at school. You know, we talk all the time. He can't possibly be involved in this. Kind you know of what? Thing. And and let me tell you that what that does is almost create more of a curiosity because he's not experiencing those other things. And so the computer and the internet becomes a safe place. I'm not damaging any other person, as my friends that are out damaging actual people. And so there's a justification that happens, but there's also something that stirs that curiosity a little bit. It's like saying, don't go here, and they will move in that direction. But we don't want to assume the worst of our kids. Well, I don't think it's the worst, but I don't want to put my head in the sand and think that my child is abnormal. Be naive about it. There really is a normalcy to this, and and if it is, I want to be prepared for it so that I can have discussions, so I can set some boundaries, so that I can encourage them in different ways, and I can just play it smart. Dads, you love your teens, and you're doing everything to show them. But sometimes, it still doesn't feel like enough. You're busy and short on time, sacrificing a lot as it is, but you still feel like you run out of time for what really matters. A Devotional for Dads is the perfect book to help remind dads of life's biggest priorities and help them show their wives and kids how much they really matter. A Devotional for Dads is full of short, poignant, thought-provoking devotionals that give a biblical perspective of who a dad is supposed to be. It's more than just advice. It's a reminder of just how important dad's role really is and how much he matters. Get your copy of A Devotional for Dads at ParentingTeenResources.org, either for yourself or as a gift for the dad in your life who loves and cherishes his kids. What, what do we do when we, we know that our teen has been affected by this? You know, I think we just make sure that we're having those discussions with him. You know, I, I think as a man to my son, I can talk to him about those things because I understand that he is more controlled by images, that he has that same longing that I do, and that one day when he gets married, the, he gets to express those things to his wife. And so I understand where he's from. And, and moms and dads, I'll tell you, if you're going to confront your child on being on the internet looking at pornography, let the dads do it. Mm. And if you don't have a dad that is around, then find a youth minister or a counselor or somebody that, that knows your son that can help him understand you're not weird, you're not totally different, 
but you are out of line, and this is not good, and it's not going to take you to a good place. That's really important, isn't it, that that man being involved in a boy's it life? It really like yeah. is. I mean, because it doesn't shame him as much. A mother doesn't understand that drive that a young man has. Another man does understand that drive. So with that tendency, he can move toward him in a different way. Now, I'm not saying that just let's unleash the internet, let them look at anything and do whatever they want. I'm not saying that at all. You've got to line out some consequences and perhaps establish some boundaries for a child. But you know, it not only affects the guys, it affects the girls as well. Yes. And and even in how they dress and present themselves. It really does because it, it, it sets a sexual tone to so many lives of guys. And when you have girls that are trying to impress guys all the time, the guys are getting messages from the internet and sending those to the girls and asking things from them that they know to be wrong as well. The expectation has changed. Now you have guys who are asking girls for naked pictures of themselves and you have girls sending them those pictures. And somebody says, well, no, that's not gonna happen. Don't believe it. Happens every day. I tell you, believes it, and I deal with it all the time. All right, we've spent this broadcast talking about your kids, the internet, and yes, pornography. I mean, something that we wouldn't have had to talk about a few short years ago, but it's yeah. here. Yeah. And you've given us some good ideas of how to deal with it today. But what, what's your, your parting advice for you us You know, today? the parting advice would be that moms and dads, don't be afraid... Of, of what is presented before you. I think God is bigger than our culture and, and he will get you through this and he will get you on the other side of it and you can resolve just about all of these issues that we've talked about. But I, I, would, I would tell you that you're gonna need some support. Get in with some other people. Talk to people in your Sunday school class. Talk with them in a small group. Talk to friends that are around. They are going through these identical things. And there's something about getting together with other people and just saying, can we talk about some of the issues like I'm having, perhaps you're having them. And I think what most parents will find is that other people are struggling just as much as them. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org. If this podcast has been helpful to your family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.